love that music, that intro music. Hi everyone, I'm Daniel Justin. Welcome to the Imagine Golf Podcast. Uh, today I want to talk about something that we see all the time. Um, if you're a golfer, I'm speaking to 90% of you. If you're an amateur golfer, I'm going to be speaking to 90% of you. And uh, that's the slicer out there. Um, 90% of all amateur golfers uh, slice the golf ball. And slicing by definition is simply cutting across the golf ball. For a right-handed golfer, that's a golf ball that veers significantly to the left to right. Uh, and we're not talking about a, a push or a block. We're talking about a, a hardcore slice, a banana curve style slice to the right. Uh, it's nothing new. It's been happening for 300 years. It's uh, going to happen for another 300 years as well, I'm sure. Uh, but it is something that can be fixed relatively simply. And before we get talking about, you know, what it is we do to help golfers that slice the golf ball, let's talk about why you, in fact, slice the golf ball. And it's, uh, it's pretty simple, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. There's only one reason and one reason only why someone slices the golf ball, and that's simply that the, the club face is open relative to the swing path. All right, let me say that again. Your club face is open relative to your swing path. So it doesn't matter if you swing over the top, you swing out to in, you swing into out, um, you bring the club high in your backswing, you bring the club low in the back. And none of that matters. Um, what matters is, is that that club face is in fact open relative to your swing path when you strike the golf ball. And when that happens, you cut across the golf ball and you impart a significant amount of side spin on the golf ball and it has no choice but to start to the right and continue to the right for the right-handed golfer. So, um, you know, Hank Haney infamously said, you know, the road are on the road to good golf. Um, there's no room for slicing. And he's right. Um, you cannot go from slicing uh, to good golf, you know. And I have people say to me all the time, hey, Daniel, I, you know, I sliced the ball all my life. And that's a whole nother issue. But, you know, and oh, I shoot in the 90s. Well, that's great, right? You shoot in the 90s, but you don't shoot in the 80s. And you don't shoot 72. And you're likely never going to get there if you slice the golf ball. So, um, the average handicapper in America is, is right around 16, 17, 18, depending on what index you believe. And, uh, and the, by the way, that's the only people that actually keep a handicap. And that's only about 10 or 11% of Americans that actually keep an official handicap. So, uh, for all you other people out there, the average, when you factor all of them in there, uh, you're probably looking at more like a factor of, uh, plus 25 as an average handicap. So. Um, and for those of you that have always sliced the ball or for those of you that continue to slice the ball and, and it's, are taking lessons, um, my advice to you is get another instructor because if you're, if you've taken instruction and, or you're taking instruction and you still slice the golf ball, you need another instructor. You should be seeing results immediately. And, um, it's not that hard. So, um, at Imagine Golf, uh, I'm going to walk you through what we do. Uh, to change, you know, your slicing pattern, if you would, and change it for good. And um, you can apply our, you know, our philosophy uh, to golf instruction to, to really any golf ball. But for today's uh, uh, podcast, we're speaking about just slicing. So um, let's talk about Imagine Golf and what we do here really quick. Uh, we don't believe in Imagine there's one way to swing a golf club. We believe there's infinite ways to swing a golf club. And if you're, if you're watching the PGA or the Live Tour or any professional tour for that matter, um, never before have there been different, more types of different uh, golf swings uh, on the tour. So that's a testament to exactly what we're, we're talking about. 
Uh, and we do believe, though, that there is one most efficient way for a golfer to swing a golf club. And, and there's the rub. That's what we're trying to figure out on a daily basis. How do we make our students or the golfers in front of us more efficiently? And if we can do that and make their swing more efficient, they'll immediately hit strike a better golf ball. They'll immediately become more consistent and they'll immediately become more confident. So if you're more consistent, more strike the ball better, excuse me, more consistent and more confident, you're starting a positive snowball effect, if you would, to better golf, as opposed to the negative snowball effect that most people are experiencing on a daily basis uh, in America or at any driving range for that matter in America. So, um, so let's get back to the slicing piece, right? Well, how do we fix that slice? Well, first and foremost, when students come to see us, I, I just go through a, you know, a questionnaire, simple questionnaire, if you would, with everyone, you know, why are you here today? What do you look, what are your goals? What are you looking to accomplish? How long have you been playing the game? You know, uh, have you taken professional instruction before? Just go through these, these basic questions with everyone for the file, if you would. And, and then we get them swinging the golf ball or swinging the golf club and hitting a golf ball. And from there, it's pretty easy for me to assess uh, what's going on in their golf and what we need to fix first. Um, going back to Hank Haney, you know, he's a big fan of the big miss. What is your big miss? And let's start to fix that. And we are too at Imagine Golf. We say to the customers, hey, well, you know, if you had one thing that you could fix to play better golf, what would that be? And again, 90% of you, that's going to be your slice. So if we're talking about slicing today, um, let's talk about what, what it is that we do uh, to make it better immediately. And the first thing we, we don't do is we don't ask you to hit a ton of golf balls. So you'll hit seven to 10 golf balls just so we can get an assessment of what's going on. And then from there, we're going to talk to you about what we need to fix. We might even throw you on video just as a, a baseline, if you would, and show you what you're currently doing so you can see it firsthand. And again, use that video as a baseline as we continue to work together. Um, but then we're going to start right at, you know, at the problem, if you would, and we're going to start with some off ball exercise. And what I mean by that is, is we're not going to, you know, have you hit a ton of golf balls, like I said, and, and start doing this or that. What we're going to do is we're going to start getting you to swing differently immediately. So one of the drills we like to do is we take, you know, a driver as an example, you'll take your driver's stance, uh, whatever that stance may be, it doesn't matter. And, um, we'll ask you to take the driver and we'll ask you to put it in front of the golf ball, all right? And you're going to put it in front of the golf ball, and you're going to take a circle, a clockwise circle, around your head and back to the golf ball. So you're going to start forward in your swing, not going backward in your swing. You're going to start forward, and you're going to immediately notice that the club reacts differently. The shaft moves differently than it was, what it does in your normal golf swing. So the other thing that you're going to notice is, is that the club itself it starts to shallow just a little bit differently and, and it's wider than what your normal swing is. Most people that slice a golf ball have a very steep descent to the golf ball, meaning the shaft in the club face is too steep as it descends to the golf ball. And it many times, more times than not, has an over the top, meaning the club head or the club face comes over the line, um, over the swing plane on the way down to the golf ball. Neither one of these things happen when you start your golf swing uh, with this drill. So you're going to get in front of the golf ball with the club face. You're going to take your regular stance, and you're just going to go around your back, around your head, and back to the golf ball. And you're going to do this seven times before we do anything. Why seven, you ask? Well, look, um, there's something about the number seven that our brain remembers better. So we utilize that in our practice here at Imagine Golf. And if you don't believe me, you know, just 
take a look at other things in life, right? You know, it, it, 21 days to make a habit, a factor of seven. Your uh, short-term memory is seven, uh, seven minutes for that matter. So there is something about the number seven that our brain remembers better. And so everything we do, all the drills and the drill protocols that we prescribe um, are done in seven repetitions. And then we go back and we hit seven regular in your regular stance um, shots. And then we continue going back and forth, alternating between seven in the drill protocol and seven regular shots. And we do that no less than three sets or three repetitions, three times. So um, all of our drill protocols uh, have 42 balls in them, 21 balls in the drill and 21 balls in your regular or your new stance for that matter. So um, it's been proven. Uh, I've done, my God, now over 27,000 lessons. And uh, we have a, a golf better guarantee, if you would. And in 27,000 lessons, um, no one's ever asked for a refund or, or asked us to give them their money back for, for a lesson that didn't work. So we know we, we know we know what we're doing, and we know this drill protocol works. It's, it's so much better than a traditional golfer that I see every day on one of our ranges just pounding balls, raking balls, pounding balls, raking balls, pounding balls, making a change here, making another change there, making a small tweak here, making a big change, wholesale change there. And uh, just when you say it out loud, you, you know that's not a way to get better. So if you're not planning, if you don't have a routine that you're working on, um, you're not going to get better. I, I can guarantee it. I've been golfing for 45 plus years now, and there's no chance that you're going to get better just through repetition of hitting golf balls. So back to the slicing drill. So we're going to get you to do that, that drill, if you would, right? The club head's coming or the club is coming over your head. You're starting to feel a little bit differently. And now... We're going to ask you to take that club, that same drill, but now when you're at 12 o'clock, so the ball is, is basically at 12 o'clock. So when you're right behind you, right directly behind you, when that club is coming down, we're going to ask you to start turning your shoulders just a bit. So you're going to bring the club back. It gets about halfway back, 12 o'clock, and you're going to start turning your shoulders like a regular golf swing. And before you know it, you're going to notice that that club is really starting to come in shallow and definitely from the inside. Um, and that's what we're looking for uh, from our better players and for our, our students. We're looking for a golf club that comes from the inside and moves to the outside. And we want that club to enter around 430. What I mean by 430, if the, if the ball position where um, you're teed up at is, is noon or 12, then just go back one to back to your right, one, two, three, four, and four and a half. And you're going to notice that's 430, if you would. And that's where we want our hands and our club head to start, our club shaft, if you would, to start coming down into the golf and uh, into the golf ball. If that's the case, you're going to hit a ball inside out, and you're going to actually produce a draw flight on that golf ball almost every single time. So what you're not going to produce is a slice. So no matter where you hit it on the club face, if you're coming from the inside, 99.9% .9 of the time, you're not going to hit a slice. So when we ask you to do that seven times, and you're going to go through that drill seven more, or seven repetitions. And then the last thing we're going to do is now we're going to try to get it to you, put it all together in a regular swing, if you would. So you're going to feel that swing. You're going to feel that club come from the inside. You're going to feel that club come around you just a little bit differently. And you're going to swing through the golf ball more towards right field. And we call it one o'clock. So we put those three things together. The first, the clockwise swing, then the clockwise swing with uh, a shoulder turn, and then the clockwise swing, shoulder turn, and then swinging through to one o'clock. Um, it feels completely different, and we're probably in you know seven to ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes, depending on the student, 
into the lesson and we haven't even hit a golf ball yet. So now we put a golf ball down and we say to you, hey, look, let's let's put that swing to practice and hit a shot. And it is amazing to see the look on people's face uh, when that ball starts going right to left and or or they hook the ball. They never hooked the ball in their life. And now they're hooking the ball. Um, and it's 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 revolutionary <laughs> for lack of better. Right. Um, with regard to what they're used to doing. And it doesn't take anything more than that. You know, I'm kind of pausing to think if I'm missing anything, but it, it really doesn't. Right. Um, once we get that club face to square more relative to your swing path, you're going to hit a better shot. And you could have a, everything else going on in your swing that's completely wrong. But uh, and we need to work on that. Don't get me wrong. There's a million things that we need to work on. That there's a million things. Nobody has a perfect swing, right? Even a pro. Um, but uh, we absolutely will see an incredible change uh, in just uh, seven to ten minutes, if you would, in just a few golf swings. So um, that's it. There's no, you know, there's no magic pill. Um, there's nothing um, out of the ordinary that we do that that other any other golf instructors can't do. Um, we do work with the students on, on if we're talking about a driver, on their driver setup. Most, most amateurs, they buy these new high-tech drivers um, that have multiple uh, changes that can, that can happen, multiple pieces that you can move around within the driver. And, you know, 99% of the guys and golfers that we see uh, haven't changed it at all. So they have a, a customizable driver that's five, seven, five, six, seven hundred dollars and they haven't changed it at all. So. Uh, what we look to do with our students, uh, especially on the slicers, is two things. One, we want to get the the loft up all, you know, many times to the max. So you got a nine and a half driver, and we're gonna you know raise the loft, and you're gonna say to me, hey, you know, why are you raising the loft? You know, two and a half degrees, I, or one and a half degrees, whatever the max is. I, I don't need that. I already hit a high driver. Well, what many people don't know is when you when you raise the loft or you adjust the loft on a driver, you in fact close the club face. So that's a win for the slicer. So um, if you're doing a slice like we just outlined uh, in this podcast, you're, you're not going to hit it. You're not going to come from underneath the ball anyway. So we're not worried about hitting it too high. You're, you'll see the proof is in the pudding. So, um, so we have our, our students um, uh, elevate that driver, right? The second thing we do is we move the weight. If there's a weight piece component to it, we move the weight to the, the heel of the golf club. And it's kind of counterintuitive. I get it. But if the weight is on the heel of the golf club, the toe is lighter. If the toe is lighter, it's going to move through the ball a little bit better, hence closing the club face again. So we have two adjustments that are now in our favor and not working against us. They're working for us, working against the house. With the house in this case, the house is the golf course or your swing for that matter. And, uh, and that's going to help us produce a better flying golf ball. So, um, so we do that. Um, and then on top of that, um, we make sure that the customer's grip is a little bit different. Um, I, I'm a fan of a, of a stronger grip, uh, um, slightly stronger than most, I bet, but are most instructors for that matter. But we are our big advocates at Imagine for uh, three knuckles on the top hand. We want to be able to see three knuckles. We want that thumb on the inside of the shaft. Uh, and we want the, the uh, trail hand, your right hand, your bottom hand, we want those Vs um, to go back towards the back shoulder. Uh, and if that's the case, uh, coupled with everything we just talked about, the, the, uh, the golfer is going to hit a, a much better, much better golf shot. So in review, um, we're looking to get you to essentially 
square that club face um, and square your hand, your lead hand at impact better than you ever before. Um, and we might have to go through a multitude of exercises to get you to do that before we start hitting balls. But um, we're going to get you to uh, square that hand, uh, uh, left hand I'm talking about, your lead hand at impact. Most people, when they're hitting a slice, that hand is turned to the side a little bit. You're actually going through the the, uh, the zone, uh, the impact zone with your front hand on a, kind of a side uh, parameter, if you would. So we're going to get you to uh, square that hand. And we're going to get you to swing towards right field or one o'clock. And we're going to get you to turn that, that ball over. And when you do all those things, you're going to produce a straighter, longer ball flight. I guarantee it. Um, and that's it. So um, to take a look at us on our website, imaginegolf.com. I want to thank PXG for sponsoring us. Uh, for those of you who haven't hit PXG, you need to. Uh, if you haven't demoed them, go to your local PXG store and demo them. Um, there's clubs of choice. They are, in fact, they're the clubs of choice that uh, I choose, um, and they're clubs of choice of most of our, our better premier players. Um, PXG.com and uh, ImagineGolf.com. So um, all of our social um, uh, sites are at the bottom here. So in the description, take a look at them, and uh, thanks for listening.